Welcome to the Road to Health podcast, a podcast series focused on real Rhode Islanders who are making a difference in the health and wellness of communities across our state. Each episode will take you inside a health topic that affects Rhode Islanders with the hope of informing and empowering you to navigate the confusing but vitally important role of healthcare in your life. Please welcome this week's host, Dave King. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. My name is Dave King, a manager in care coordination at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island, and I'll be serving as your host today. In this episode, we'll be talking about an important topic, getting the right level of care when you need it. What happens when you have a bad cold or sprain your ankle and your doctor's office is closed? For minor illnesses and injuries, you don't always need to head to the emergency room. We would like to make sure our members know just how to access the appropriate level of care when they need it. To talk more about that and to help us better understand what other care options are available, I welcome our guest today, Dr. Matt Collins, who is the Vice President of Clinical Integration, and Charlotte Chris. Managing Director of Clinical Programs here at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. Welcome to the podcast, Shar and Matt. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Dave. First of all, Shar, a phrase we often hear lately and may come up in our discussion today is the triple aim. Can you explain what that is and why it is important? That is a great question. Thanks, uh, Dave. Yeah, so the triple aim, we at Blue Cross aim to have a well-rounded approach to uh, the satisfaction of our members and the way that we um, have care delivered in our area. So uh, the triple aim includes, first of all, high quality. So we're making sure that the quality of care that's delivered to our members is uh, the best quality available. Uh, we're also interested in Um, efficiency and making sure that folks are, as you mentioned, getting the right care at the right time from the right provider. Um, And also, very importantly, is the third aim of customer satisfaction. We want to make sure our members are really pleased with Blue Cross and uh, that we're meeting all their needs. Thanks, Mm Shah. Our internal member surveys and patterns of utilization show that members often do not know how to best access care for their particular situation, especially when they suddenly become sick or injured. How can we help people better understand what their options are for care and what situations they would utilize these options? Matt? Uh, thanks for that question, Dave, because uh, it, it is something that people struggle with. And, you know, even myself, uh, you know, being a family physician, you know, I, I often get asked and uh, by family members, you know, where should I go with a certain problem? And, um, you know, when you have a problem, you want it taken care of right away if it's causing pain, discomfort, something like that, or just worry. But it is important to know, you know, where to get uh, the right level of care. So we provide a number of resources on our website. We, uh, we actually call patients and we kind of coach them through situations where if they had an exacerbation of their chronic condition, you know, where they would seek care. You know, you could always think about your primary care doctor because the primary care doctors in our network and just, you know, across the country... One of their roles is to be the first point of contact for care. So even if that's a phone call to them first to see where they should go. Now, everybody has to use their best level of judgment on when to use emergency care. If you think that your condition is grave, you need to call 911 or get to the nearest emergency room if you have help. But for other conditions, you know, it's always appropriate to call first. Call your primary care provider. They're the best one to advise you on how to coordinate that care, either there in the office or elsewhere. There are other levels of care available now. You know, you've got minute clinics and so-called, those are the so-called retail-based clinics. 
Those are appropriate for certain conditions, and usually they'll, those providers will list those conditions that are appropriate for them. And we've got urgent cares as well, and there's quite a few in the state of Rhode Island. Those things can be accessed for a little bit more urgent needs that might need uh, a little bit of diagnostic help, a little bit of support, a little bit more complicated than the common things you would go to the retail clinic uh, for. Um, and then finally, you know, there's emergency care for, like I said earlier, for those conditions where either your primary care doctor directs you there or another care provider directs you there, or you feel that you're, uh, you know, in grave danger and you're in, in the, basically use the standard of the prudent individual, you know, what would they think is, uh, is emergency level care? Thank you. And now we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Let's take a quick break for healthcare basics. Each episode, we take a minute to shed light on common healthcare terms you may encounter. This episode's healthcare basics topic is claims. A claim is a bill that a doctor sends to your health insurance company after they treat you. This bill shows exactly what services you received. A claim is essentially a request for payment or reimbursement after a visit takes place. After a claim has been submitted, you will typically receive a healthcare services summary which explains what medical treatments and services your health insurance company agreed to pay for and what treatments or services, if any, you are responsible for paying. You can easily recognize a healthcare services summary as the document you receive in the mail that says in large letters across it, this is not a bill. And now we're back with Matt and Shai on today's podcast. Charlotte, can you tell us about the task force here at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island that is addressing preventable and avoidable emergency department visits? Dave, I will. I'm excited to talk about that. So the ED task force was created at Blue Cross Blue Shield to address um, meeting the needs of our members and understanding um, what is the best way to access care, the right care at the right time for the right situation. So um, we aim on the task force to, uh, we have sort of lots of, of new initiatives going. Um, one of them has to do with helping to support our members in understanding how to seek care, putting resources out on um, our website and in publications such as The Road Ahead, where we talk about how to make some of those decisions, how to be supported by um, the materials to know whether this is an emergency situation or urgent care or how to access primary care. We've also um, created some new work as a result of the ED task force, and it involves helping understand the greater population and some of our folks that visit the emergency room frequently that don't seem to be connected to a primary care physician in our area. So we're working to help make sure that our members know how to reach a primary care physician, should they be seeking one, um, how to become connected, what's in their area. So that's some of their work as well. And uh, as uh, we also on the ED task force are working with each of our organized systems, health systems within the state of Rhode Island, so that they understand specifically the needs of our members and why people are seeking care and how to support them at fi uh, in finding the right care at the right place. Thanks, Alice. Sound like significant efforts to try to address this issue. So Matt, what's at stake here? How can seeking the appropriate care benefit both the patient and our healthcare system? Well, you know, I think the first thing people think of is cost, because there's certainly a cost difference between going to your primary care doctor, a retail-based clinic, urgent care, or emergency room. But I think people also got to consider their own patient's safety. You know, you want to get the right care at the right place at the right time so that the care is delivered as appropriate for your condition. 
So let me give you an example. So if you go into an emergency room with a headache, because of the discipline of emergency medicine, they're most likely going to do a thorough history and physical exam, but they're, they're trained to rule out the worst-case scenario. So very often they'll do extra tests to be absolutely sure that there's not something seriously wrong causing your headache. Now, that does beget uh, perhaps some unnecessary costs, and I like to talk about that a little bit. But it, it also could find things or maybe incidental findings that are not really even related to the headache, but then cause a lot of worry. I can tell you as a primary care doctor, I've received a lot of emergency room reports on my patients who've accessed care for things that I could have taken care of either in my own primary care setting or in the urgent care that I work in. And oftentimes, the tests that's resulted from the emergency room workup result in more follow-up and more worry, frankly. So I, I think it's always more prudent to try to use the appropriate level and seek that care uh, at the advice of your primary care doctor so that you don't kind of incur some unnecessary expense and worry. But for, we can kind of quantify, you know, how much emergency room care is actually um, potentially preventable and avoidable. Um, we have certain algorithms that we, uh, that we look at that are actually used nationally. Uh, in fact, one comes from uh, New York University, and they refer to it as low-acuity non-emergent events and ref referring to emergency room visits. So low-acuity non-emergent events might be things like uh, just general abdominal pain, general back pain, general chest pain, not really specific to the heart, headache, things like that. In, in our population, we see about 40% of emergency room visits that fall into that low-acuity, low non-emergent category. That's really quite high, but that doesn't say that all 40% of those are unnecessary. It just says using this algorithm, there's probably a lot of opportunity there. And when, when that algorithm is used outside of the state, they see about 20% of the visits in the emergency uh, rooms are low-acuity, non-emergent. So we have a big difference here. The, the state of Rhode Island actually, uh, the public health website, they actually published um, some results along these same lines. And to put a, a fine point on it, uh, they say that about $90 million a year uh, is uh, attributed to probably preventable emergency room visits. Now, that's distributed among the different large uh, kind of commercial categories or insurance categories, meaning commercial, Medicaid, Medicare. But that's a significant amount of money that really, um, it does go into the local economy, of course, but it's also coming out of people's wallets. So if we can start to get at that, I think we uh, will realize, you know, tremendous efficiency here. And so, Dave, that's what I think is at stake. Thank you, Matt. And now for a quick break. Hi, I'm Carolyn Belisle from Community Relations at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. Let's take a minute to highlight one of the local nonprofit organizations Blue Cross partners with in the Rhode Island community. Founded in 1999, the Rhode Island Free Clinic's mission is to provide free, comprehensive medical care and preventive health services to adults who have no health insurance and cannot afford those services, and also to serve as an educational training site for aspiring healthcare professionals. The clinic mobilizes vital health resources for Rhode Island's uninsured, working poor, and low-income adults. The clinic also provides the most efficient and cost-effective alternative to emergency rooms for uninsured residents seeking comprehensive health care. Blue Cross has supported the clinic's mission for more than a decade and continues to enhance their work by serving as the signature funder of their wellness programs. Support from Blue Cross has helped the clinic to provide patients with wellness programs including diabetes education, 
nutrition counseling, fitness, and physical therapy. For more information on our community partnerships, please visit bcbsri.com backslash community. Welcome back to today's podcast. So Charlotte, are there other resources that we may not have mentioned uh, yet today to help assist people to get non-emergency care outside of their doctor's office? Hmm. That's a great question. Uh, yeah, there are lots of resources. We would direct folks to take a look at the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Rhode Island website. Um, we invite them, if you feel as though you have a clinical question, you'd like to um, speak to one of our clinical nurse case managers. Um, we will certainly be happy to receive that call. Just call customer service and we can um, chat with you about um, some of your questions, if it may be uh, how to find a primary care provider, um, how to locate the resources that we have available to you or uh, what we can make available to you. Um, I would also invite folks to sort of take a look at um, what their questions might be around their own personal chronic conditions or issues and ask those questions of their PCP. So ask your doctor, if I have this situation or if I have it again, um, what should I do? Who should I call? How can I access you? Um, ask the questions about 24 7 um, answering services for physician, your physician's office that may be, you know, after hours, find out how to call the number, who to reach, um, ask questions about urgent care centers that would be preferred, um, and, you know, possibly just sort of keep your eyes open for new and innovative ways that we reach out to our members. It could include things like telemedicine, um, educational uh, materials, and again, in the road ahead, uh, take a look at the you know information we have on nowhere to go so that we can help support you in making those decisions. And so Matt, as a physician, what is your opinion on the new technology of telemedicine? Mm -hmm. Well, any technology is just as, as good as the kind of the people in the process uh, to implement it. And I think telemedicine is a great tool to allow a dimension of you know an encounter uh, over a remote distance that's not available by just telephone alone. And certainly I've done a ton of telephone medicine in my day. And, you know, we try to do tricks to sort of figure out if we can get a little bit more information through the telephone, like putting the phone up to the chest, you know, the breathing. <laughs> but being able to see a person um, is, I think it's a great advance. Uh, there's a lot of interest in telemedicine among the providers here. And of course, now there's a, there's a telemedicine mandate for the commercially insured folks. We have to cover that. Um, I haven't seen it adopted tremendously here among the providers uh, working here in Rhode Island. There are a lot of national telemedicine providers, and we partner with one in particular called American Well. And I can tell you that having looked at them, and, and in fact, and others uh, as vendors, they do a very thorough uh, onboarding process, um, bringing their physicians in. They're all licensed, you know, in the state in which the patient is. Uh, and so I think that's a really high quality service. Um, you know, I, 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 I've not had a telemedicine encounter myself, but I've talked to other people uh, who have associates here, in fact, and they've had a wonderful experience and it's been very appropriate, you know, treatment and, uh, and in fact, follow up. An important thing is always, of course, communication with the primary care doctor, keep them in the loop. I think they've done a good job in soliciting that information up front from the patient who's about to do the telemedicine encounter and then providing that feedback to the PCP. Thank you, Matt. I'm sure we'll see that type of technology continue to increase in use in the near future. We'd like to thank Dr. Collins and Charlotte for talking on our podcast today. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, great subject. My Thanks pleasure. for inviting us. Thanks.
That's it for this episode of the Road to Health podcast, brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. Our producer is Jill Flaxington. Our sound engineer is Jonathan Finn. For more information on the topics discussed, or to listen to our library of episodes, please visit bcbsri.com. If you'd like to connect with us or have a story to tell, we are at BCBSRI on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Thanks for listening.